Once again, happy Sabbath. We are a blessed people. We are blessed because we have some of the knowledge of God. We have a God that we can call upon. We have a God who looks after us. We have a God who speaks to us when we want to listen. He's always there for us. He's given us instructions in righteousness. He has given us his son so we may be redeemed. And we thank him for that. Amen. If God didn't do anything else for us, he's done enough. Amen. And we want to thank him for that. We were looking at something this week and asking the Lord for his guidance. For we have been looking for the last several months at positioning ourselves to be in a better place that God may be able to do with us what he longs to do with us. We ask that uh, over these past two months, he's asked us to clean out our closets, to look at ourselves, to let go of the things that are uh, sacred cows in our lives, these things that are of not of God, but we hold on to them. He's been cleaning out our spiritual closet. And he said, well, there's something else we need to look at today. As we come near to the closing of the calendar year, there's some things that we need to, to finish up, and this is one of them. He, he made a statement. That wasn't the Lord. Uh, he made a statement to us. He said, our bodies are his. And he said, we're going to look at that today. And so if we would go to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Because our bodies are his. And if we are going to be members of his body, we must allow him... <clears throat> to be the guider and developer and sustainer of our body. Now, Genesis chapter 2, we want to see where it all began. In verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a what? He became a living soul. He didn't become a living soul without the breath of the living God. God, he, what he did, he, he took the clay, he took the dirt from the earth, and, and, and he developed this wonderful creature that was just clay. He was just sitting there, beautiful in symmetry. He was, he was wonderful. Everything was built. It, it was, everything was designed perfectly by the hand of God, but he was yet but clay. Something had to happen. There needed to be a, a vitalizing force entered into him, and that was called what? The breath of life. God breathed into this creation of his life. Now, when we see that, we see that there's two parts of a man, the dirt and the spirit, the physical and the spiritual. Now, God developed both. God designed both. Therefore, we, his body, our body belongs to the designer. And if we look in Psalm 139, David was saying something that was incredible. He, he, he made a statement, and we didn't see it until last night, what this thing, this statement really meant. But in Psalms 139, and we're going to start at verse 13. In Psalm 139, we, we're going to see what God used to make us. In verse 13 of Psalm 139, he says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that thou, my soul, knoweth what? Right, well. What did God do? He said, I made thee, didn't I? I and I made thee from the dirt. So everything that's in you came from what? The earth. That's what we were saying this morning. The things that make up the brick make up you. But don't be confused. You're not one with the brick. What you are, are what God had, he created the heaven and earth. So when, even when he created the earth, he had us in mind. Yes. 
He said, I'm going to make this earth because when I make this other creature called man, he's going to come from the earth. And the earth, he's going to need to be able to get something from this earth in order to sustain life. Doesn't that make sense to us? Amen. The minerals, the essential minerals mm -hmm. in this body are from the earth. Amen. And God says, since I designed your and I created your body from the earth. Where should we get our nutrients from? From the earth. Amen. He didn't say, I designed your body so you can put red dye number eight in it. He said, I made you from the dust of the ground and all the minerals and all the things that are in that are what's in your body. And you need to use that as a source of nutrient. We've been talking about the source of the spirit, which is of God. But God's spirit in his mind and his 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 wonderfulness designed us from this dirt. So once we go to heaven and, 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 and go to heaven, when we look to heaven for our spiritual help, we should look to heaven for our what? Physical help as well. Don't you know who we are? Don't you know what you were designed for? And you were designed from the dirt and given life by the spirit. So God knows what to do. So when we get sick, the dirt, and go to the God. Amen. Amen. Remember that. We should switch that, I guess. Go to God and then go to the dirt. When you are famished and you need food, go to God and go to the dirt. Amen. Amen. When all these things are happening to us, go to God and then remember the dirt. Corinthians, if you would. What's the purpose? Why did God create us? He designed this body for one purpose. Let's look at that purpose. 1 Corinthians, if we would, chapter 6. And we'll begin at verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. 19. God designed this body, this, this thing that we're walking around in, this, this flesh and bone and this blood. He designed it for a purpose. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we begin at verse 19. What? You ever said that? Man, what's wrong with you? What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? First statement. Of course, we just read in Genesis, we can't be our own because who cre somebody created us. But he created us, this flesh, this dust, this dirt, to house the thing he breathed into Adam, the Holy Ghost. He said, you're not your own. Because after we went south, he said, for ye are bought with a price. He said, somebody paid the price for you to, to go in a direction you shouldn't have gone. But he said, but since the price has been paid, therefore glorify God in where? in your body and in your spirit, which are what? God. So your body belongs to who? God. So the spirit belongs to who? God. All right, so what we have belongs to God, and so if we're going to do anything with this body, we should consult the what? Creator of it. Amen. We're talking about today uh, in uh, Health Spotlight. Sister Jerry was bringing out that this time of year, we get a little funny. Our bodies get a little strange. We have to start coughing and wheezing and, and, and all that kind of thing. And, it, it's, it, it, and please understand that the curse calls that shall not come. And understand that the solutions to it come from the dirt. Amen. Because that's what God made us from. Amen. We didn't sit here and talk about penicillin this morning. We didn't sit here and talk about Robitussin. VIX 44D, Excedrin PM. We talked about pineapple, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Pineapple, I'm sorry, the, the cadence was wrong. <laughs> he said, what the pineapple? Uh, <laughs> we talked about pineapple and cayenne and honey and things called bromelain. We talked about dirt stuff. Because the God of the Spirit said, I made you out of the dirt. You want to fix it? Check with me. I'll give you what to get out of the dirt. 
And, and turmeric. I forgot about turmeric. Yes, amen. But your body was made to house the Spirit of God. Go to John 7. And this is going to change the way you treat your body if, if you listen. It ought to be a little, it's going to be a little different after today because we need a miracle. Amen. We need a miracle. God is able to heal. We all are in, in need of healing today. And I'm, I'm talking about, we've been talking about the spiritual healing, but the spirit also heals physically. And we need a spiritual, physical healing today. Because if we're going to have a house that, can dwell, that the Holy Spirit can dwell in, we need some, some help. Because in John chapter 7, verse 38, John chapter 7, verse 38, the Lord says, He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. But this he spake of his spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus had not yet glorified. The bell, he said, see, there is a part of your physical anatomy. We believe the spirit dwells. Where do you feel things? When you're afraid, where do you, where do you feel it? Right here. When you're excited, where do you feel it? How about when you're laughing so hard you can't stand it? Everybody, oh, ha! Y'all ain't laughed like that in a long time. You need to laugh, at, you need to laugh like that every day. Amen. And merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But this, this place, we, 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 we call it meta, uh, metaphorically uh, the heart. It, it, it's not the, the flesh heart. We're not talking about that. It's a place where the spirit resides. And we need to start taking care of its house. Because don't you want the spirit to be comfortable? See, what happened is sin came in. We talked about sin this morning. Sin came to corrupt the spiritual and the physical. Because what did God say? He said, thou shalt not surely die. I mean, I mean God said, thou shalt die, but the, uh, the devil came in and said, thou shalt not surely die, but that was a lie. And what happened when sin came in, not only spiritual issues happened, you started to physically decay. So where sin is, is death. And if we weren't marvelously made, we'd all be dead. So the presence of spiritual sin in your life causes your body to decay. We get that? Yes. So when we see these things, when we, 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 approach, we, we, we grab onto the spiritual wickedness, it affects our physical body. Yes. Do we believe that? Amen. We don't understand the, 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 the nerve endings and the and how these things are manifested necessarily in ourselves, but it is the truth. When evil is present, the body dies. That's why these miracles they call, the so-called miracles in the hospital, when people come and pray and lift up the spirit in the room, when the Holy Spirit is allowed in the hospital rooms, it starts healing the body. Do you realize that? Yes. That the Holy Spirit can heal your body. That spirit comes in and it starts putting things back in place. Because that spirit didn't forget Genesis 2, 7. See, that spirit gave life to that clay. That spirit can give life to our clay if we would let it today. Amen. These thousands of years later, God says, I still give life through my spirit. Amen. And if we would embrace his spirit, we would listen to his spirit. Because you know what? The spirit will tell you, not only I will heal you, but sometimes the spirit will tell you, go get this dirt. People used to eat really dirt. I've known people used to eat Mississippi red clay. Red clay, they didn't eat it. Didn't know why they ate it, but they ate it. Oh, we used to talk about them so bad. A bunch of dirt eaters. But their body was missing something. I'm not saying go out and get your hand full of dirt, because they don't tell you what this dirt is. It's got, it's got pesticides, herbicides, and all kinds of sides. But 
the, the, the homicide, that's a very good, but what we have to understand is that spirit will heal. Just, but I need you to understand the other spirit will kill. Don't let that spirit be harbored in your soul because it will destroy you on a DNA level. It will tell, take your cells and do strange things to them. It will start rearranging things that aren't supposed to be arranged because that evil spirit is there to destroy you. Get our body was designed to, to, to contain a spirit. What spirit you are containing is up to you. Let's go to 1 Corinthians if we would. See what sin does to the physical body. We're going to use this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. This is kind of gives you a better illustration of what sin does to the physical body. And, and it says in verse 56 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. It says, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. You ever been stung by something? You ever been bit by a mosquito? Yeah, it will also get your attention. That's what happens when sin gets in. It's like a sting. It's like, you know, that you can get malaria from a mosquito. You can be 6'5", 280, built like a brick wall. Let that, that sting hit you. And you become a shivering ball of nothing. That's what happens when sin gets into the physical. It's not a, you don't necessarily see a, a knife wound, but you got stung. And that venom from evil, from sin, gets into that physical, and it does a number on your physical body. We put things in our body that are causing us to die every day. And if we weren't wonderfully made, we'd be gone. God, help us. Let's look at 52, same chapter. In a moment, now look at this. Our bodies are in such bad shape that this is what's going to have to happen for us to make it to the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall what? Sound. And the dead shall be raised how? See, right now we are a corrupted body. He said, but the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Why? Because our bodies are corrupt. We can't go anywhere celestial like this. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall he would be brought to pass the saying that is written, what? Death is swallowed up in victory. See, what, what happens is sin has gotten into us and death is reigning in our souls. It's reigning in our bodies. Everyone in here is sick. I feel good. You're sick. We are infected by sin and it's causing our bodies to break down. We need a miracle. We need God to come in, and sometimes we have to be instantly delivered from the sickness that's in us. God can do that, can't he? Amen. Do you know if you believe right now you can be healed, you can be healed right now? Amen. Now healing, you have an instantaneous healing, and then you have healings that take a little while, but the process has already started. So don't ever say God didn't heal me at prayer meeting that night. He started healing you. But he knows best to heal you. One thing I want to tell you, God is not going to heal you to go be foolish. God said, I've explained to you my plan. Now, go and sin no more. I need God to heal me. Because, uh, you know, I can't even go to the parties no more. I'm so tired. <laughs> God says, I don't heal the alcoholic's liver so he can be an alcoholic. He said, I'm not going to sustain your foolishness. See, that's why the healing must first take place in your spirit. So your spirit will be right when the physical healing comes. Because as physical healing comes, he says, he, he says, I want to put this spirit in you. I want to heal your body for one purpose. So your body can now house what? My Holy Spirit. Because that's the original purpose of your body. 
Do we believe that? I know this is, this is a touchy subject. Because everybody want to do what they want to do with their bodies. But let me tell you something. We've made a mess of them. And God has been so merciful. But he's allowed us to see past the pharmacy. He's allowed us to see into the dirt. He's allowed us to say, hey, I have a plan for you. I designed you from that dirt. Here you go. Take some more dirt. But I want you to do something for me. I want you to be obedient to me. And Sister Shaw brought out, we can't be obedient if we don't trust him. And it's hard to trust God when you never learned how to trust him before. It's hard to trust God with cancer when you haven't trusted him with a common cold. It's hard to trust God uh, uh, when, you, when you're thirsty, when you know God's going to tell you, don't drink that. Well, God, you don't know Mountain Dew tastes good. God says, please don't put that poison in my body. Because remember, it's my body. You just in it right now. It's my body. Now, if we really do that, wouldn't we take care of it a little bit better? Hasn't he given us instructions on how to take care of the body? Go to 1 Thessalonians, if you would. See, Christ not only was concerned with your spirit, he was concerned with your body. He revives your spirit and he revives your body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. See, we just think God, Jesus was just, and God is just, all he cares about is our eternal salvation. Yes, he does, but he realizes what? You have a body. You walking around, you're not working around, walking around in spirit. You're walking around in a body. You think he cares about that body? Because that spirit has to reside somewhere. See, he could have just said, I'm going to make Adam a spirit. And then Adam could have just been a spirit. He made angels, didn't he? So we see evidence God could have done that. But he made man a body. And he never forgot that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you how? Just your spirit? No, God is very concerned about your spirit and your body. He said, and I pray God for your whole spirit and soul and what? Body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So your body has to be in a blameless what? Condition as well. We see that? Now we're gonna get, we're gonna, we, I know we're hitting home a little bit. And that's good, because this time of year is when we need to know this. Because this time of year, it seems like we have carb blanche to eat anything we feel like eating because it's the holiday. Don't we? I bet you've eaten more cinnamon rolls than you ate in July. <laughs> what about Christmas cookies? Anybody bake in here? Y'all baked a couple more things that you normally don't bake? And then you blame it on your relatives? But, you know, I'm going to make this pie for grandmama. Mama, grandmama didn't want two pies. Why you make two? <laughs> and we eat a little bit more than we should. Oh, it's the holidays. Because everybody's already in January, aren't they? Talking about my resolution going to be. One great thing about knowing this is that you don't have to lose the weight you don't gain. Think about, isn't that just a phenomenal understanding of life? None of you in September said, oh, I'm going to lose 50 pounds so I can gain 20. No. We have to go ahead and say, God, this is your body. Teach us what you want us to do. Because we want your spirit in dwelling in us. And we got to treat it a little bit differently now. And, and, and this is one wonderful thing about living in this time is that information is available. Amen. There was a time not too long ago you had to go to a place. Look, go get your little your card catalog. See y'all, some of y'all don't even know what that is. 
a car catalog, you had to know the Dewey Decimal System, and you know that BS.135.6, you had to know where that book was in the library, because in, in the shelves it said 0.536 to 0.378. You had to know how to actually go somewhere and pull out an old musty book and open it, and you, had, you, didn't, you couldn't afford a copy because the copies were nickel. You had your pen and your paper, and you start doing this. Good old days, because obviously you wanted to know some if you went through all that. But now you can sit there. I want to know what color this was. I want to know what this is. And the problem with this is there's all kind of information. And without the Spirit of God guiding you, you will read something that's just so wrong, but you swear it was right. Well, I looked up, I looked at Wikipedia, and it told me that eating uh, five ounces of rare meat every day will make me strong. You get your protein. Lord, help us. God said, I'm concerned with your body. Go back to 1 Corinthians. I want you to emphasize this. We're going to emphasize this. We read this scripture before. We're going to emphasize this. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. No, I'm sorry, chapter 6, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Let's emphasize this. The reason why we're about to make an adjustment in our physical is for this reason alone. 1 Corinthians 6, 20 says, For ye are bought with a price. Let's read the rest together. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It is time for us to glorify God in our body. I didn't say try to get a body where you can walk around naked and everybody envy you. That's not glorifying God in your body. But you should be a walking health message. That's the only testimony we can have. If I'm going to sit here and tell you, you need to stop eating this. And they look, well, where's your evidence? I get to do this all the time. I get to laugh at people. I don't really laugh at them. I laugh with them. And, and, and I, I do a lot of things that I do so I can teach this message. I can teach health when I run past you. Amen. Amen. I don't laugh at Steve because that's my brother. I ain't uh, they, they say, would you slow down? I love it when the 30-year-olds ask me that. Hold on, man, stop running. And then that gives me an opportunity. And I do use that opportunity all the time. I say, man, you're younger than me. You can do this. Let me tell you how it happens. And there's one guy, he, he lost, ooh, I don't know, 40 pounds. He said, yeah, I heard what you said. And it took him about six months, but he said, I stopped, I stopped doing that, and I stopped doing that. And, it, it, you know, he didn't become a vegan. He just stopped doing some of the stuff he was doing. Isn't that what we're supposed to be here for? Amen. To teach a message. Amen. Now I want you to glorify God in your body. And we're going to start doing that today because right now we need a healing. Amen. Our body's in such condition we need a healing. You know, the healing can take place instantaneous or it can be a start, but we got to be healed. Sometimes we just need God to say, Lord, give us a do-over. We got so much infection and so much inflammation. We, we, we have all manner of sickness in us. And Lord, we just need some help. We need a do-over because we've messed this up. You think God will do that for us? Has God healed you before? You think he'll heal you again? But he asked this thing of you. Go to Romans chapter 12. He asked this of us. Romans chapter 12. See, it's time now. We've been around this bush long enough. Verse 1 of Romans chapter 12. The Lord says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, because it's going to take him, right? It's going to take his power. It's going to take his mercy. That ye present your what? Spirit, a living sacrifice. God is concerned about this body. 
He said that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This sacrifice must start today. We must sacrifice our feelings. We must sacrifice our lust. We must sacrifice the things that we think we, we love for the love of our Father. If God says, let it go, what should we do? And the power of God will help you do that. Don't think you can grit your teeth and stop eating dodos or yo-yos or, or, or oatmeal pies or whatever you eat. You're not going to do it on your own? Anybody ever try it? Over and over again. Can't tell you how many miracles God had to perform against me to, me to stop eating Snickers bars. <laughs> but God said, I need you to leave death alone. Because when you, in, when you ingest death, what comes with that? Remember, we're body and we're spirit. So if you ingest death, what's coming with it? There's a spirit that comes with it. You know there's a spirit in food? Why do you think they use certain foods for sacrifice? Why do you think, what happens on 4th of July in America? Barbecue what though? Man, you can't barbecue no, you know, you, what, hey, what everybody barbecues? You got a hog head? They down south, so this stuff happens. You barbecuing ribs. Get them beef ribs out of here. do turkey ribs. <laughs> People just, one by one, they're trying to figure out, does turkey have ribs? I'm trying to see. <laughs> they're holy. They're, they're sacred animals in certain places. And it brings about a spirit into you. So if you are doing ingesting things, God says not a good idea. You are ingesting the spirit of disobedience in your soul. And what is this, that spirit, what is this main, main goal? Is to kill you. So yes, we get killed by the things we place in our bodies, but also we invite the killer to, to reside in us. Just like the Holy Ghost wants to reside in us, that killer wants to reside in us as well. Let's go to verse 2. This is how it's done. Be not conformed to what? This world. The world is what? Has it dictated what you should eat? The standard American diet. The sad diet. What's on the television? What? Conforms you into eating in a certain way. How many commercials have you seen for kale? Get you, you might see some kale on the side of a plate that's got a lamb chop on it or, or, or something. But, but what we are trying to understand is this. Our bodies need to be healthy. Okay? I'm not trying to give a lecture on what to eat and what not to eat. We're trying to say your body belongs to God. That body. It should be in optimal health. And God has given us instructions on how to keep that body. How? In optimal health. Anybody ever remember being in optimal health? Oh, man, wasn't that beautiful? You can jump out of bed. Literally, just jump out of bed. Take off running. I remember, and I'll never forget this. I was 38. Brother Harold was with me and Brother Solomon. We were going to do the radio show. We had a radio show back in the day. And I was so frustrated and, 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 uh, because I couldn't get up and just take off. And my Brother Harold said, man, you ain't supposed to be able to do that now. But I, 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 I could not accept that. That just didn't make any sense to me. I'm a young man, I'm 38, why can't I just, because you know how you used to just get up and just take off? Or, or, or but Steve, you remember how you could just drive up to the park? Ain't no, you ain't stretching? <laughs> you drive up jumping, you shooting jumpers out the car. <laughs> I don't need to sweat. <clears throat> but you see, we have ruined this body. We have, we have done things to it that's it's, it's, it's designed to kill us. So we're asking God to help us now. We need a miracle. All of us are in some type of sickness. Our children are sick. I wonder how they got that way. Happenstance? No. We passed a lot of it to them. But God says, I can perform a miracle if you let me. 
And this is what we're looking for today. He said, your reasonable service. He said, if you renew your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and that acceptable and perfect will of God. We're going to prove that now. Because in six months' time, we're not going to look like we look right now. Because we're going to give God his body back. Amen. Father is your body. Amen. We're returning it to you. We, we, we had it on loan for a little while. And we didn't know what to do with it. Oh, we took it, drug it through. You know, it's like we're almost like a rental car. You know how y'all treat rental cars. You don't care about a pothole. We've been ruining this, this body. God, we're going to return it now. Lord, yes, thank you for paying the insurance on it. Because it's got to go to the body shop. God, if you wouldn't let him, he can take it to the body shop. He can fix it, can't he? But we've got to let him do it. Give God the body back. And, and guess what? If you give it to him, he'll be responsible for fixing it. If you took your car to the garage or to the mechanic and you gave them to fix, do you have to fix it? You don't, do you? God said, just give me my body back. I can fix it. Now, how does he do that? Go to Proverbs. God says, I, have a, I can fix it, but I also have something called a maintenance program. Everybody has it. I mean, seriously, think about it as a car. You're taking your car back to the mechanic. Fix this, Lord. Help me. I broke your car. I broke this body. I ruined it. I didn't put air in the tire. The engine locked up on it. I didn't do anything you told me to do. And he'll say, come on, bring it back to the shop. If you got to tow it, tow it. Let's go. Then he becomes responsible for putting it back together. But he did, he's going to say, I got a maintenance program. Proverbs chapter 4. Four, four, zero. I mean, four, 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 period, four. Starting at verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20. Here's my maintenance program. It starts with this. My son. And that's comforting. When you have sons, you'll understand. My son, because you, you, you do this a lot. Oh, my son. You do that a whole lot. And that's what God does with us. He just shakes his head, oh, my son. Oh, Father. And he'll say this. And unto my words. You ever said that? Listen. Didn't your parents tell you that? You, why didn't you listen? But the maintenance program begins with my son attending to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are what? Life unto those that find them. And what? Health to all their flesh. So where do we get our, 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 our life from in the flesh? We get it from his word. His word keeps us alive. It strengthens our flesh. But you keep the word in front of you, you keep the word in you, it will revitalize your flesh. It will revitalize your cells. It'll tell cancer to leave. We don't believe that. We believe in chemo. We're going to use death rays to get rid of death. Y'all do know that. We're going to use something that's designed to kill to give life. 90% of the people who die of cancer don't die of cancer. They die of treatment. It's going, why don't you just go drink some motor oil? I mean, it, it's so ridiculous to do things like that. When God says, listen to my word, let me revitalize you. See, the presence of the living God, there is no death. When you let the Holy Spirit in there, it'll start moving around. It, all the things that are of not of God have to leave. Didn't God say resist the devil and he'll flee? We can resist him in the flesh, can't we? We can resist him on the plate. We can resist him at the restaurant. We can do these things and we can get revitalized like we should be. Because this message that we have to teach in this last day, you're going to have to be in a physical condition beyond what you are right now. 
And there are no excuses for us. For hasn't he shared it with us? He says, son, attending to my words. So the problem is we have not been attending. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Can we go ahead and own that? Can we fess up to that? Yes, and oh, don't think it's just, you know, we're not just talking about alcohol and drugs and all kind of, we're talking about his way of doing things. If alcohol was our only problem, we'd be way ahead of the game. But it's not. We don't want to listen to the creator. But I tell you what, we always listen to him in the hospital, don't we? Father, if you get me out of here, I'll serve you with everything that I have, your body, my mind, my soul. Don't we sound like that? Tears, I mean, you, I mean you, 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 you're really earnest in your plea. You're crying. Oh, bring the pastor. Head and pray over me, Lord. Oh, you call the pastor when you're sick. You know, I have never gotten a phone call when somebody was just, I just called because I'm happy. <laughs> I, people call me because they're, you know, they, they're happy. I, I mean, I said only depressed people call. But think about it. We call on God when we can't do anything else. Or we can't do the things we want to do. And so I wouldn't be a, a medical missionary is a hard job because you don't really get the patience till it's almost too late. Amen. And if it wasn't for the, the mercy of God, it would be too late. I've tried, you know, they, they, they barely get to the door. I've tried, I've just been in the hospital 14 weeks and they gave me this and, and they all crinkled up and broke down. And now they want you to fix it. Lord help us. We don't have to get cancer to call on Jesus. Yes, call on him when you, when you don't have it. If you keep calling on him, guess what? You won't have it. Oh, that's a bold statement. Ah, yeah, it is. The presence of the living God keeps those things from you. Amen. I read somewhere in the book of Exodus if you keep my commandments, I will not put any of these diseases upon you, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yes. We need some healing this morning. Yes. Go to Romans chapter, chapter 8. Wake up. Hang, in, hang there with me. We're almost done. We need healing this morning. Everyone is sick. Romans chapter what? Eight? Let's go to verse 11. Let me show you what a God can do. What a God will do if we let him. Verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Dead is pretty sick. Yes. When you're dead, that's about the worst sick you can be. But the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your what? Mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. So how are we healed? By the spirit that dwelleth in us. Are we getting it now? So what do we need for healing? We need a spirit. We need that spirit, the same breath that he breathed into that clay thousands of years ago. We need that spirit to be breathed into us now. This is the miracle we need. This is the healing that we need. He said, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Stop listening to the clay. The dirt will tell you certain things. Stop listening to the dirt. Listen to the spirit. The dirt will tell you to go out and get that fourth plane. Dirt ever talk to you like that? Man, <laughs> it's really good. I got the dirt called, my, my wife makes vegan macaroni and cheese. My wife is such a good wife, she will only make that twice a year. That's a good year. Because she knows the men that live in her house. And she's trying with everything she has to keep us alive. But that dirt calls me when she makes that dish. And I, I literally pray. I do. I say, Lord, you, you get this victory so I can stay with just one plate. 
Y'all got any stuff like that? I know y'all all holy. What happened to y'all? But it happens to me. And the Lord says, I, I, you pray to me, you be all right. And I, I, it does. I'm sorry, I will admit I have to pray. I hadn't, oh, I'm not just, oh, nothing affects me at all, ever. I'm above it all. Uh-uh. I've I, I nowhere to go, though. I said, Lord, that's some good, ooh, mercy. Lord, help me. And don't let her mess around and make dressing. And the tofu, you know how Thanksgiving is? This year was such a blessing, one plate. And I know some of y'all have eaten my wife's food, and that's, it's not nasty. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. but God blessed us. And that's what God says, I need you to make your body a living sacrifice. I need you to go ahead and say, I'm going to do your will and not, uh, I'm going to do God's will and not your own will. This is where we are now. Can we agree to do that? Can we agree? Will we do that? How are we going to do that? If you do not present your bodies, and if your mind is not transformed, what are you going to do? You're going to go exactly where your body wants to go. Is that not true? Now, what are we going to do? Where are we going? I don't even know where we were. Romans 8, okay. Romans 8. Y'all got to understand, I can't see. For if ye live after the flesh, what's going to happen? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Didn't we read that earlier? If you live by the flesh, ye shall die. But if you what? If, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, what will happen to you? Pretty easy, isn't it? So mortify means what? So we have to kill the what? The deeds of the body. Because we've been killing the body pretty good, haven't we? These deeds have been killing us. God says, I need you to stop these deeds so your body may live. I need you to live under the instruction and guidance of my spirit so I can enter into your body and change your makeup. See, if we know a little bit about biology, cells make up what? Tissues. Tissues make up what? Organs. You You got muscles, you got organs, you got... God says, I'll get down into the nucleus of those cells. Because that's what cancer does. It tricks the cell. It gives a new instruction to them to to, to what? To to make cells that aren't quite right. God says, guess what I'll do? I'll go in and fix all that. Are we ready for that? Help for the body is found in the spirit. I don't know if y'all can. What time is it? Go to Psalm 107. Is it hot in here? Is that what's wrong? Or are you thinking about these things that God's going to ask you to give up? But guess what? If you let him do it, I don't want you going home throwing nothing away except your stubborn will. Don't clean your freezer out. Don't take it. Don't take all that stuff you've been planning to eat today that's already cooked, sitting on the stove, waiting on you to get home. Don't do anything but give up your stubborn will and say, Father, fix me. And watch what happens. I've known people to go to their freezers and throw out all the stuff that they heard in church. Ooh, got to get rid of all the side of beef. Don't do none of that. Give up your stubborn will and let God fix you. Because when he fix you, it sticks with you. Because the meat market opened tomorrow. Walmart opened all night. I'm not going to do this. Uh, Lord, thank you for telling me, Lord. And then about 10 o'clock, Taco Bell come on. Lord, you're going to have to have mercy. 
Let God do this. Go Psalms 107 if you would. The Lord said in verse 17, because we need, we need the, it, help for the body is found in the spirit. Psalm 107 verse 17 says, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are what? Afflicted. Are we afflicted? Yes. So what is that? Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat and they draw near unto the gates of death. And look at this. This happens. You ever seen somebody so sick they just don't want to eat anymore? But this can happen to us. Verse 19. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he does what? He saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his what? Word. And healed them. Who, he uses his word, doesn't he? And he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, if we would just listen to the instructions of God, we can be healed. We need healing this morning. Go to James. We're going to get through this. I know y'all ready to go. James chapter 5, because I know it's lunchtime. James chapter 5, verse 14. God said, I want you to do something for you. You're sick. You need healing. Verse 14 of James chapter 5, he says, this is my way. And we ought to know why now, after today. Is any sick among you? Let him call for who? We ought to know why now, don't we? Because it's the spirit that heals. He said, call for the elders of the church. Why? So I can whine and complain to them. He said, no, he wants you to do, he wants them to do something. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Don't call just anybody. He said, call for the elders of the church. Why the elders? They got a relationship with the Lord that's a little bit beyond churchgoer. Who am I call my auntie? He said, call for the elders of the church. He didn't say just call for an elder out here walking around in the wilderness. He said, call for the elders of the church. And what is he going to do? Anoint you with oil. What's that oil? It's the Holy Spirit. Do you get it now? The Holy Spirit has been, will be given to you, and what will happen to you? It'll start healing you. That Holy Ghost, the elder don't heal you. That oil doesn't heal you. It represents the income of the Holy Spirit in your life. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he, what? Have committed sin, they shall be forgiven. Don't forget, the curse causes shall not come. You got high blood pressure, it's a result of something. Isn't it? I mean, you don't have a little bag of high blood pressure. You just have to walk through the store and somebody sneezed on you and all of a sudden you got the flu. Oh, no. There's something wrong with your body. Do you know your body's designed to, to, to resist illness? Plague. <laughs> a plague can come through. But God says a plague won't even come nigh. Why? Because you are where you're supposed to be with the Lord. Your body, in tip-top shape, your body's designed to, you can walk through an AIDS camp. It won't pick up. You can change bandages on patients, and it won't affect you. I wouldn't do that now, though. We can't walk through daycare without bringing something home. God says, look, I can heal you if you let me. Please let God do that this morning. Don't pollute the body. What did 1 Thessalonians 4 teach us? Don't pollute the body. 1 Thessalonians 4, chapter 3. We could get out of here. But just hold on, y'all. This is so essential. We've been talking about your spiritual cleaning. Please, it's time to clean the body. Guys, I'm interested in the body. I know you've been taught all your life that God is a spirit, and he is, but that spirit entered into that flesh. And that spirit can make that flesh what it should be. You know, we're going to be have incorruptible bodies yes. in heaven. Why do you think he's? Thank you, Jesus. So you're not going to be floating around with, with wings and look like an angel? No. Body's important to the Lord. First Thessalonians 4, verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from what? Fornication is a bad thing. 
Nowhere in the Bible he said flee. Flee for fornication. Get out of here. Don't let that happen. Because that's what we learned, what we learned in young people's class last month. Sexually transmitted demons. It's a spirit through the physical. He said, flee this, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in what? Sanctification and honor. If you know this is God's body, are you just laid up with anybody? No. Think about that. If you really think this is God's body, it would keep us from doing a lot of things, wouldn't it? You couldn't sit there in this fornicating circumstance and praise the Lord. <laughs> I haven't, I don't know anybody like that. Maybe y'all have developed something new. But Jesus is probably the last thing on your mind. You got some music in the background. You got candles burning. You're probably three sheets to the wind. Translation, I'm sorry. You're probably drunk. Mm-hmm. You're on some inebriate. Because that's what it takes to, to break the law, right? But God says, don't. That's probably what's happening, isn't it? God said, uh, I need you to abstain from fornication. I need you to start possessing this body with sanctification. Sanctification means set aside for me. Remember, the body was designed to be what? The house of his spirit. Holy Spirit ain't fornicating. Amen? Amen. All right, just checking. He said, verse 5, not in the lust of, of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God, verse 7 says, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto what? Holiness. This is part of this body, this regeneration. This is what we're going to start doing. We're going to start doing great things with this body. So we've been worldly fornicators. Say, Lord, take this from me. Don't you know it takes God to do that? It takes God to do that. Do you think God can do it? Hasn't he done it? He's done it for somebody in here before. And let me tell you this. Marriage is not a reason. I mean, fornication is not a reason to get married. Remember the old saying, better get married than burn. <laughs> that just blows my mind every time. I, I still hear people say that. You mean there's only two options? Fornicate, die in hell, or get married. That, that's the only thing, that's it. No. No. So if you're contemplating getting married because you can't control your urges, You've got issues. And you might want to, you need Jesus. And we need to straighten that part out. Amen? So don't use that as a reason to marry. He said, I set you aside. He said, Inver- let's, go, let's, let's go all the way down. We'll try to finish up. Are we okay? Because we're going to ask God to heal us this morning. We need healing. He said, stop polluting my body. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. God said it's so important. I put this scripture in here so you'll understand what I'm talking about. We are in a race. We're trying to achieve a goal. And in verse, chapter 9 and verse 24 of 1 Corinthians. He said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may what? Why are you in it if you don't want to win it? He said, verse 25, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. That's one thing we got to learn, temperance. Temperance in all things. Not, now they that do it obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. He said, I therefore so run. Not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. See, when we put these things into action, we already know the results. God said, if you follow me, I'll heal you. If you follow me, I'll bless you. If you follow me, I'll give you peace. He said, we already know what what the the prize is. We just have to run as if we're going to obtain it. Verse 27, but I keep under my body and bring it what? into subjection, least that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself 
become a what? The athletes recognize this. When you're Olympic, you're training for the Olympics, you keep your body under subjection. You don't do, you don't eat, you don't eat this, you don't drink this, you, and you do it to, corrupt, to obtain a corruptible crown. Yeah. What about the crown we're looking for? Can't we at least do what they do? Keep your body under subjection, be temperate in all things, follow the rule of God? We're going to receive a crown that we already know what the prize is, and we get to keep the prize. Philippians 3. Oh, I wish the air was on. Because then everybody would be awake. Hey, it's okay. No, no, right, bro. It's, it's on heat now. Let me tell you this. We can do this. God says we can do this. We don't need to be unhealthy anymore. We can be healthy because God says, if you ask me, I'll do it. But you got to surrender. You got to surrender that stubborn will. God is going to whisper to something to you today. And he's going to tell you what he means. You might be sitting at the table. You might be lying in the bed. He might tell you this way, that way. Be able to listen to him. When he talks to you after you eat, what do you do when you, at, on Sabbath, what's the M.O.? You leave church, mm-hmm. probably got snacks in the car, depending on how far you got to drive. Because some, some of y'all drive an hour. It's a long way. But when you go home and you sit down and you eat, what's the next thing you do? Meditate. <laughs> Calling hogs, sawing logs, whatever you want to call it. Because you're tired. You've been at church, you know, three hours. Well, some been here three hours. But what do you do? Guess what's going to happen to you? When you're tempted to do that, God is going to say, don't lay down. He'll say, don't lay down. Because he's going to tell me that today. Because I'm asking him to tell me that today. Don't lay down. Why shouldn't you lay down you eat? Well, okay, that, that's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> Indigestion, digestive issues, takes all the blood, and, and, and Nelson said heart attack. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If you really believe you're going to have a heart attack, would you lay down? <laughs> but you know it's a possibility. But your desire to lay down is stronger than your belief in a heart attack. Man, I'm full. <sighs> the itis sets in. <laughs> Lord, help us. Help us. He says in Philippians 3.8, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have what? Suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ. Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. He said, just count it. What is dung? Waste matter. He said, I count everything I had to give up for him, nothing, so I can obtain him. Don't you want Christ? And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable, Conformable, I'm sorry, unto his death, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. He said, I'll do everything so I can get to this point. Mm. This is what we have to do. Are we ready to do it? Yes. Do you want help? Yes. Do we need help? Yes. Do you believe that God can do this? Yes. Yes. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, for which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth? This is what we need right now. We need a healing. A physical healing. He's told us this morning that he is concerned with our bodies and we need to stop corrupting them. He said, bring the body back to the shop. 
This is what we want this morning. We're going to get on our knees and ask him to, to let, he said, bring them. Let us bring our bodies back to him. He becomes responsible for fixing it then. But he tells us, here's your, here's your manual. Keep my word ever before me. I will tell you what to do. You don't have to worry about a long list. Keep my word before you. I will heal you. Anybody need healing? I do. I am sick and tired of things bothering me because it's hindering me from doing what he asked me to do. Don't ask God to heal you so you continue in sin. Don't do that because that's a waste of prayer. Ask him to heal you so you may do what he asked you to do. To strengthen you. So that body can be what? The temple of the living God. If you really want it, say amen. amen. Do you believe you can get it? Amen. Those on the broadcast, please understand we're talking to you. It's time for healing. I want Walgreens to go out of business next year. Because we have been such a people that we spread all over the world. You don't have to put poison in your body to heal. With, let's have a word of prayer. 